my podcast family, we're going to jump to a Monday Night Live uh, with just 20 minutes of value. Um, I'm going to introduce it when we get on the Monday Night Live. So I'm just going to let you cut straight to that. So enjoy, guys. And don't forget to let me know what you thought, either on social or what have you. Peace. Cool. It's working. We're on. I hope everyone had a really good weekend. I did. I was down the beach yesterday. It's so beautiful over here in Perth, down the beach. My goodness. So today we're going to talk about how to turn connections into dollars. What's up, Claire? All the way from Europe. Vanessa, Maurizio, what's happening? Good to see you here. Like this, the live's getting quicker, eh? How to turn connections into dollars. A lot of people adding connections and not getting any clients. Let's talk about how to solve that issue. The best type of content to post. Is it videos? Is it podcasts? Is it articles? I mean, everyone's got their own opinions. Crazy power of storytelling. I'm going to be harping on about this again and again and again this year. How Gary Vaynerchuk posts 100 times a day. We're going to look at his content model and how you can do the same and maybe create content for three or four months rather than just in a day, for a day. Now, it's come to my attention. LinkedIn getting into Facebook. Okay, cool. Uh, that some of us do get stuck in what they call a sales rut. Now, if you are in a sales rut, we need to snap you out of it. And we're going to talk about how to get out of a sales rut at the end. I think that's going to be really valuable. And then I've got some questions from last week that have um, been inboxed to Gemma. So we're going to address some of those as well while we've got time. Sound good? All right. Who have we got here? Oh, yeah, there's quite a few people here today. It's good to see. I am considering putting Monday Night Live into the Social Media Marketing Awards this year. So it'd be good to see numbers crank up. Hey, Michael, Michael Ho, Michael Contez, Gemma, good child. Gemma, by the way, is part of the Bibi team. She's here to moderate. So if you get any dramas in the chat or just want to like someone to talk to, she is the most friendly person you'll come across. Hey, Vanessa. All right, sounds good. So I've got my notes here, how to turn connections into dollars. I've got a bit of a, there's a bit of a five-step process. All right. Now. Anything you do on LinkedIn, the most important part is your profile. If I send you a connection request, you're going to look at my profile. If I send you an email, you're going to look at my profile. Heck, if I post a bit of content that you don't like, you're going to look at my profile. If I post a bit of content you do like, you're going to look at my profile. If uh, you search my name on Google, you're going to look at my profile. The profile can make or break everything, Okay. Don't put a version of your CV. I won't go into too much about that. I think you guys have got the message. The most important part on your profile is your photograph. I want a professional photograph. It's really important, you know. Um, this is a professional website. Let's get professional photography. It does make a big difference. And um, you want to try and stand out from the crowd. So, like, not the, you know, if you're, a, if you're a real estate agent with the, you know, the red tie and the black suit and the white shirt in front of the white wall, um, Maybe go outside and take the photo or do something a little bit different. Do something in your neighborhood or, I don't know, switch it up. 
be on brand as well. Like people always say to me about like wearing t-shirts or wearing shirts. You just got to be true to your brand. And like for me, I got to wear what's comfortable because the most important thing is I deliver value. <clears throat> so I'll wear a shirt when I'm meeting like Westpac Bank and I'm going to the boardroom with all the directors. I'm not going to wear a t-shirt then. Um, but when I'm delivering content, that's my focus. So I'm not really too fussed how I'm pr presented. Now, <clears throat> once you've done your profile, you want to grow your network. Most people are reactive. They accept connection requests. I want you to send the connection requests, okay? If you don't have a target audience, if you're in business to business and you don't have a target industry and a target key decision maker within that industry, I'd like you to come up with one for the sake of this exercise, okay? Now, you could choose higher education, CEOs, you could choose HR directors of water companies. It doesn't matter, but I want you to focus on one because what will happen is as you build your network in that industry, you will by default become a piece of a person of influence because when you reach out to somebody in the water industry and you've already got 500 connections in the water industry, you look like a expert in water. Hence why I've got my water bottle here. All right. Who we got here? Got a few more people on the call. Just sort of like got to learn to let people join. So slow down a little bit. Hey, Con, how are you? Haley, good to see you back again. Oliver, great to see you as always. Shani, Aniket, Maurizio, just go work. <laughs> okay, cool, guys. Let's get stuck into it. <clears throat> After you've grown your network, you want to engage your network. So if they're in your target audience, uh, ask them if they are up for a discussion to see if there's an opportunity to, to, to work together or to find out if they have the problem that you solve. Okay. So let's say, for example, you're a marketing agency that actually does what they say. You, you have reputable strategies that you know get websites, let's say, to the top of Google, for example, and 90% of the websites out there are, are just ripping people off. You have a duty to be able to find the people, to, to work at finding the people that are being ripped off and help them. And so what, what you do is you say, look, this is what I, I specialize in this area. I'd love to find out more about what you're doing with your marketing to see if there's an area where I can add value. And all you want to do is to say, so I, I, are you um, growing your business at the moment? And where are you ranking the search results? Do you feel like you're getting um, good value for your money? Do you feel like you're getting good customer service? Uh, what would you like me to have a look at one of the reports? And if if you look at it and it's good, tell them it's good. Be honest. But if it's if it's bad, say, look, this is what this is what I would do differently. And they will ask you then, can you help me solve the problem? And that's the way to help people buy, not to sell to people. Um, now, this is a real secret maneuver. VJ, it is live. So social proof. Trust. People buy from people they trust. Okay. So if you can build social proof so that people don't need to second guess whether or not they can trust you that you're going to be good at what you do, especially like if you are good at what you do, there's no reason why you shouldn't have loads of recommendations on your LinkedIn profile. What a tragedy it would be to have an exceptional outcome with every client and not get a recommendation out of them so that you can help more people. You want to put those systems in place. So recommendations, endorsements, interview your clients, 
post about your clients' results and get connections with key people of influence in your target audience. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, um, the lead singer of No Doubt and Robbie Williams. It could be, you know, a thought leader in the dental industry in Tasmania, for example, and people would acknowledge that and um, see you as, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing and is like moving in the right circles, I guess. The best type of content to post. Now, this is going to relate to what I'm going to talk about with Gary Vaynerchuk, okay? A lot of people think video or this or that or that. What those people are talking about, they're doing the platform dance. They're looking at what like gets the most exposure at the moment in the minute. The best content that you can post is going to be what your audience wants to hear about. So what I'd like to what I love to do is is post about 30 different topics or 30 similar sort of um, topics and then look at which ones get the most engagement, comments, not necessarily people like, but the people that are, like want to have a discussion about. might be controversial. And then you look at what they say and look at the points they raise and, and then you can create more content based on community insights. Community uh, insight-based content crushes it. The reason that Gary Vaynerchuk has become a celebrity, for those of you who don't know who Gary V is, just Google him. Gary Vaynerchuk has become a celebrity through social media. It's because he's created content, looked at community insights, created more relevant content, looked at community insights, and he's just doing that on a daily basis now. Um, what he talks about uh, in his content now is about self-awareness, family, and like not giving a fuck what people think. Man, when he started, he wasn't talking about any of that stuff you know, he was talking about red wine and business. So based on community insights, now he's, you know, millions and millions of followers, one of the highest paid speakers in the world. I mean, he loves what he does. I'm not saying we should all be like Gary Vaynerchuk, but the content is super relevant for his audience. No one knows your audience better than you and no one knows my audience better than me. So it's going to be specific to the audience. It does just because Gary Vaynerchuk's posting about self-awareness doesn't mean we should all go out there and do it. Okay. The crazy power of storytelling. Now, a lot of us spend money on things that we don't need, like BMWs, Aston Martins, Amiga watches, uh, even Nike sneakers in high school. And it's based on the fact that we were told a story and we wanted to identify with that brand. Like I went to watch a James Bond film and I was like, dude, this guy is a legend. I want to be more like James Bond. And then I walk out, 15 minutes later, I saw it in the window, Amiga watch, same one that Bond had on. Go inside, $15,000, buy the watch. Walk out of the shop feeling like James Bond. How is that possible? The power of storytelling, my friends. There's 1.5 or thereabouts billion dollars being spent in brand placement in the movie in Hollywood at the moment, every year. And... Uh, for those of you that didn't hear about the significant object study, I'll just run over it real quick. This is a quick version. 200 objects, basically ornaments and things like that, were bought for $250 on eBay. They got 200 authors to submit stories to go with each of the um, descriptions of the objects. The $250 for 200 objects was resold for $8,000. One horse's head was resold from 99 cents for, was it $63 or thereabouts? because it had a story attached to it. So you think about it, if you're selling your services without a story, you're really missing out on a, a lot of, of potential. 
of value. And the reason is, is because we have been consuming stories since we were in the caveman days or creating them. And so when somebody tells you facts and figures, because there's no emotion, well, there is emotional um, chemicals that are released, but it's generally adrenaline or cortisol. People don't remember that shit. They just don't remember it. It just goes in one out, in one ear, out the other. What they might remember is whether they liked you or not. But if you tell them a story and it creates a emotion that, that um, you know is relatable, then they'll actually remember what you said. That's why metaphors are so powerful. So I think that you know it's really important to talk about a story behind your brand. Like if you're a real estate agent, like you should ha not just talk about these are my commissions, this is how many houses I've sold, um, you know, this is my area, this is you know, uh, those are all facts. That's great. But why are you a real estate agent? What's the story behind it? You know, growing up, did you see the value of, um, you know, building a family home and, and you, your first property investment, you lost money on, so you wanted to help other people and you chose this brand because, you know, you, you know integrity is so important to you. And so you decided to go with them and then you leave and they go, geez, I really like that person because you told them stories and you showed them your integrity and you showed them your values. And if they relate to them, they'll buy from you. No question. Gary Vaynerchuk's content model. Okay, I'm gonna draw you a little picture. All right, this is a pyramid. You see that? Well, it's an upside down pyramid. And so at the top of the pyramid is what we call pillar content, long form content. Could be a video like this, could be a talk, could be an interview, could be could be um, a review of a book. And it goes for, let's say it goes for 20 minutes, half an hour, right? So it's a long form piece of content. Now, what you do is you chop that long form piece of content up into smaller micro videos, about two minutes each, um, each about one topic. It can overlap, can be about the same topic, doesn't really matter. Um, and then you, um, you post those videos and you can even create like images from the videos with like some quotes and stuff, or you can even write some written posts from them. So you sort of, sort of want to create like 20 po posts from one piece of content, really. If you like Gary Vaynerchuk, you'll be doing 100 posts from one piece of content, okay? But that's where you want to work towards because you'd be so good at it that everything you say is punchy enough for it to get across one piece of value for somebody to consume. And that is extremely valuable. Now, here's the key. When you post those five bits of content, you want to monitor the engagement, see what people are responding to and what they're saying. So like if you can re respond exactly word to word, word for word to, to things that they raised. So a lot of people like just ignore the opinions of their community and they just share, keep sharing their own stuff, what they care about. Um, that's the wrong thing to do. I'm going to I'm gonna just check the chat because I'm sure you guys are punching in there and I want to make sure I, you know, get to you guys. Oh, here we go. Whoa, Jesus. Got a few people on the call now. Thanks for coming, guys. I really appreciate you taking your time to be here on a Monday night. Well, no, it's not Monday night everywhere in the world, but it's good to see you here, dudes. Legend, I admire your commitment. Now, you create more content based on community insights. It's really important and really valuable. If you if you took this to the extreme, what you would do is you'd write a 20-page ebook which I would call a, a rock pillar content. 
And then 20 page ebook could be cre create 20 pillar bits of content, which would create, you know, so there's a there's a whole nother level to this stuff because you're constantly creating, you're constantly refining your message, you're constantly getting to know your, your audience. Um, you can't help but grow. Okay, so don't come up with a content marketing strategy on your own with a whiteboard or with your team. You want your audience involved. You want to be testing. That's why I say to everyone, just post, just post, just post. Post because the only way that you're going to find out what the best thing to post is, is by getting that audience insights because it's all about them. You know, um, and a lot of people just copy other people and they just, they, they're all over the place. So they don't actually build a relationship. I'll tell you now, 20,000 followers on LinkedIn means fuck all for a business. It just means nothing. 20,000 relationships with people in your target audience that are in positions of influence, real relationships, like relationships whereby they would send you a Christmas card or you could call them up if your car got stuck. That's valuable. Social media can create the conversation, but that's about it. Yeah, drop drop your com, uh, question in, VJ. If we don't get to it this week, we'll get to it next week. Best niche to work and clients on LinkedIn. It's about relationships because what I see on LinkedIn, sorry, I'm not kind of pronouncing that, Nagarajaswami. Um, look, sorry, I pronounced your name incorrectly, mate, but um, it's based on your connections. So, like, if I have 200 connections and they're all dentists, then dentists are going to be the best for me. I'm going to see all their co dentist content. Whereas if you've got connections that are all in the marketing industry, then for you, it's going to be marketing because those are relationships you have. So, people should stop thinking about what's the best thing for LinkedIn, the best this, they've got to think about what businesses can I actually help and then build their network around that. That's my answer. So, so somebody's written in here saying, could you please tell us more about your story? Uh, sure. My story. Oh, where do I start? Look, so I guess I grew up watching my dad catch 150 flights a year. Um, entertaining clients. He was a businessman. We went to boarding school, me and my sister, and I thought there must be a wet, better way. I used digital marketing to growth hack businesses in the real estate industry, and then later on, digital marketing um, agency, and uh, started a business in LinkedIn marketing when LinkedIn popped up because no one else was doing it. Um, it's been extremely hard work. I've, I've been very, 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 um, I've made a lot of mistakes and, uh, you know, got a lot more to learn. But uh, I love what I do. I love it. I'm, I couldn't do anything else. You know, I really enjoy. Um, I just enjoy the unexpected nature of what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I love it. How does you monetize LinkedIn? We've covered this. What's the price to charge for the service? <laughs> this is free, mate. How do you become a business consultant on LinkedIn for other businesses? Well, you're never going to be a business consultant on LinkedIn, or unless you mean on the topic LinkedIn. You're going to be a business consultant in real life. LinkedIn is going to create conversations. So social media creates conversations. Conversations create relationships. And relationships is what grows a business. So don't be chatting and having Facebook friends and LinkedIn friends. You want to have like offline business contacts. You, you don't even want offline. Like it's not, I mean, if you want, want to make friends on LinkedIn, that's great. But like you're not going to grow your business that way. Building rapport is important. But there's a lot more to it than that. You've got to then find how can you add more value, add value. Video targeting on LinkedIn. Again, it's very much about niche, very much about niche. How to make your bio cover experience really shine and stand out to get more noticed by recruiters. Okay, so recruitment question, really interesting. 
I'm not a recruiter, so I, I mean, it's hard to say. But what I think does stand out is when you do what everyone else is doing, but you do a bit more. So if your profile, like everyone else's profile is like, hasn't got a background banner, maybe just get a background banner, you know? If the job's in Melbourne, get an aerial of Melbourne, something that's familiar. Or if you've got a photo of you, you know, meeting somebody of influence or achieving something, then that'd be cool as well, I guess. Um, and then when you apply for the role, right, if you can see, you can see you as advertising the role, I would just drop a message and just say, hey, just wanted to thank you for the opportunity. I've dropped you a message. Um, I really look forward to hearing your feedback. And um, yeah, and like communicating with people one-on-one because you get like a stack of like 200 CVs when you're recruiting and you'd always remember the person that private messaged you and said, g'day. Because a lot of the time what recruiters are looking for is how keen someone is, how motivated they are. So sh show them, show them that you're motivated, you know? All right, let's see what this question is. Recent comments. Hey, Philip, how are you? Oh, no worries, mate. Annette, I'm off for two coffee meetings and two phone meetings and some recent... Yes, that's the way. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Lo loving the engagement, guys. This is fantastic. My God, no way you're funny. You're not making sense. And you're ready... Or are you ready off a template? Oh, we've got a hater. <laughs> I think we've got a hater. I'm not sure. Uh, is there any other haters on here? No. Where are my haters? Adam. How you going? Oh, so, okay. This is good. All right. Good to see you all here anyway. Now, what else? Further tips on wanting to shine for someone to enter a new industry, having done a recent course. How should it be displayed on LinkedIn? Oh, so the course. Just under courses, dude. Totally, you know, do a post about it. Say, oh, I really enjoyed doing this this um, uh, course. Here's a photograph of me and the award or the, the certificate or the campus or whatever. What kind of marketing strategy would be ideal for clients in a niche where the buying cycle is a bit more complex? For instance, federal government contracts, large projects. So this is interesting because you, when you have a more complex buying uh, process, what it generally means is there's more people involved in the buying process. So you want to have strategies for um, influencing each of them. And because it's going to be a longer buying cycle, you have to be posting content and educating them through that buyer journey. Because if you're the person that's got enough empathy to understand where they are in the customer journey and help them to the next step instead of just dumping all the information on them, they'll buy from you. They'll buy from you. It's a given. Um, I hope that answers your question. We can go into a lot more detail, but customer journey is the key. Customer journey and, and buyer personas. You do your research, and uh, VJ, you will crush it, my friend. Sales rut. If you are in a sales rut, I've got some tips for you, mate. Number one, stop the downward emotional spiral. Negative self-talk and blaming yourself or even more importantly, blaming others. Take full responsibility. Don't blame the leads. Don't blame the bloody weather. Don't say there's makeup limiting beliefs. There's no people out there making money. You'll lead to negative feelings and you won't be able to make positive outcomes. You need to come from a place of resourcefulness. Even like Harvard have done a study that if you stand like Superman, you're 50% more likely to make a good decision than if you stand like this. So you can start by doing that if you're in a sales rut. Write down some sales goals. And what I would do is like make some small goals at the start. Because if you start like t hitting off like a little couple of little goals, like little sales goals, you know, it's like, why don't you sell like uh, something small? 
even if you just sold a pen, you know, it'll get your confidence up, momentum's back, you know, or just try and set a goal to like call 10 people, you know, in the next hour. And you do that and you've achieved it. And you're like, yes, I've done it. You've got to remember that what you do over the next 30 days will dictate your sales performance over the next 90 days. I'll repeat that. What you do over the next 30 days will dictate your sales performance over the next 90 days. So even though it takes 30 days and you know people are impatient, they want results immediately, and you're doing all this activity and you're doing all these calls and you're doing all these meetings, and you're like, oh, I'm not getting anything. That's going to keep your sales coming in for the next 90 days. Why people uh, have a sales rut is they forget and maybe sales are going okay and then they stop doing the, the stuff like the calls and the and the prospecting and the building rapport. And so the, then they feel the effects of that in the delay, you know? Get support, get a sales coach. I really think that there's a lot of this stuff on YouTube. Come to Monday Night Live, man. I am the answer to your sales rust. <laughs> Listen to and read motivational materials, podcasts, like while you're walking, jogging, break your state, make sure you get exercise, Never start the day without some exercise and increase the amount of activity. If you're making more phone calls, I guarantee you'll make more sales. If you're having more meetings, guarantee it doesn't matter if you know that person's not right. You just more activity, more activity, more activity. And don't or don't play the victim. Don't say this always happens to me or I really get upset. That that crap doesn't get you anywhere. When somebody says that they don't want to buy because they're not sure of the price or somebody says they don't want to buy because they haven't made a decision yet or they need to speak to their girlfriend, all they are saying is one sentence. And you've got to remember this. I don't see the value yet. Can you please show me the value? They're not saying they can't afford it. They're not saying that they need to speak to their wife. They're just saying, right now, I'm not seeing the value. Help me see the value. Okay, so don't get rejected. Don't get upset. It's okay. Game. It's all right. We'll we'll, we'll um let's re let's continue this conversation in a couple of days, and we'll we'll revisit this and see if we can help see the value. Then, what is it, Mister Prospect, that um that uh, would make this an irresistible opportunity for you? What is it that um that's not 100% for this for you. What is it about this opportunity you don't understand? Ask questions. Find out their buying process. Mr. Prospects, is there any reason why uh, you contacted me for this solution? Mr. Prospect, is there any reason why? Uh, is there anything I've done that hasn't fulfilled your expectations? Just find out and go, oh, that makes sense. You know, totally acknowledge what they say and then ask them more questions about how that um, has impacted their decision-making process. Rather than being on the defensive, get on the curious, okay? I hope that helps you get out of your sales rut. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathaniel Bibby's TV show is coming to an end. I hope you have a wicked week in business. Um, certified ballers this weekend. I've just uh, joined the crew. I'll be speaking at um, the stadium here in Perth with Mark Boris and Kim Barrett and Brooke Vilonovich. And um, man, there's a whole string of awesome speakers coming over the weekend. Uh, that's going to be epic. So set around Saturday and Sunday, make sure you get to certify ballers. I'm going to be in Sydney next week. So um, yeah, I'll probably be doing a live from the airport or something like that. Hey, guy, uh, my broadcasting keeps getting delayed, Gerald. Mate. I hope it's um, I hope it's not like that for everyone, uh, but um, 
the recording generally plays pretty clear. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good Monday night. Be safe.